Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Jeff Henderson. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff, and welcome back to Launch University. And as you know, our our goal here is to help you take your good ideas, turn them to reality, and sustain them, because we think great ideas that can be brought to life and sustained great ideas can help make the world a better place. So thanks for being a part of this. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, certainly do that. And today, we are talking to a relatively new friend of mine, but Hannah, I've known of you, and I got to meet your your folks uh, a few months ago up in Chicago. And this is Hannah Granowski, and she's launched something called Generation Distinct. But before we get into Generation Distinct, I'd love for you to tell a little our audience a little bit about you, and then you're really on the heels of launching this thing. So I'm, I'm, I love I love how that where we're catching catching you and Generation Distinct. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about Hannah. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me into this conversation. I consider it an honor for sure. So yes, like he said, I'm Hannah Gronowski. I am a 23-year-old that lives in the Chicagoland area. And in many ways, I am a normal 23-year-old. And in many ways, I am not, as I'm also the CEO of a nonprofit. And so kind of living in the balance of what that looks like is... um, definitely makes each day unique and exciting. Um, I'm a part of an incredible church plant that I love and invest in. Um, I love rock climbing and um, have a dream of being a surfer. So all of the things that you can't do in Chicago are my passions. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, just love building communities in um, in this area of people who have hard conversations and choose unity and um build things that matter and that last. And the greatest adventure of my life so far has been this journey of building Generation Distinct. And the life that God has called me to live is more beautiful and more challenging than I think I ever imagined. Um, But I would never choose a different kind of life. So feeling really grateful for what I get to do every day. Now, first as a rock climber, have you seen the movie Free Solo? You know, it's on my list. A friend invited me to go, and I was busy the night. It was in a theater near me, but I'm familiar with Alex. He's an incredible climber, but he completely freaks me out. Oh, I'm telling you, we saw it. So my <laughs> wife, Winnie, and I saw it on uh, and the IMAX screen, both of oh us. Oh, my goodness. We went into this. We just saw Academy Award yeah. documentary. That's okay. Both of us are scared of heights. So we get yes. into this, and this guy's... Rock climbing with no ropes. I mean, yeah. Wendy turned to me and she said, my hands are sweating. I said, oh, oh my feel gosh. mine. I mean, it was just crazy. So, <laughs> he's, he's insane. I That's know. a whole other level. So you got to see that movie, number one. Yes, I number, do. Number two, I love all of your, your, your interests, but I love the fact that and, and you're, you're 23 and you've, you've launched this. So what turned an idea into, you know what? It's not just an idea anymore. I'm going to bring it into reality because, it, as you all know, you're, you've experienced this. It takes an extraordinary amount of energy to just turn an idea and bring it into reality. So what, what prompted you to do that? Yes. So going back to when I was 20 years old, I kind of felt like I was living in the midst of a tension. I felt like everywhere I looked, my generation was quickly becoming characterized by a few words that I... I didn't really like. And those were words like apathy, like mediocrity, um, like normal, ordinary, complacent. Mm. And these words um, began to grow this burden inside of me. And I watched a lot of my friends struggle with these. I, I watched my community begin to succumb to these words. 
And and then I also watched how they were sure that if they weren't finding this excitement, um, this this adventure, it was because Jesus didn't have that to offer them. And so they were going out into the world trying to find the answer to this this longing for fulfillment, this longing for purpose, this longing for adventure and risk. But they weren't finding it in the world. And so they were coming back broken and bruised and hurting. And so I just felt like I was carrying this burden, carrying this tension, and and I felt like I would I was going to explode from from what I was carrying. And so I started to kind of have this conversation with God about it. And I remember thinking, God, somebody has got to do something about this. Like, God, somebody has got to tell my generation they don't have to wait until they're older to start making great impact in the world. God, somebody has got to tell my generation there is so much potential that lies inside of them to change the world. God, somebody has got to tell my generation they don't have to walk away from you in order to find this fulfillment and adventure they're longing for. God, somebody has got to call my generation to something greater. Somebody has got to do something about this. And that was the moment when I felt like God responded back to me and said that that's right, Hannah. So how about you? <laughs> and I responded, yeah, it's a, it's a challenging, th- challenging three words. And I, I really felt like I said, yeah, God, for sure. You know, when I'm like 50 and I have my life figured out, then I will totally do something about this. Absolutely. And, um, wasn't much of a surprise when, when I felt like he said, no, Hannah, come on. Like I meant right now. And, you know, that was the point I say I wanted to b- pull out my birth certificate just in case God had lost track at that point, right. you know, like just in case you forgot God, I'm 20 years old. I'm so unqualified. I have no idea how to start a nonprofit. I don't know how to be a CEO. I, I don't know what this means, God. I, I'm not the right person for the job. And I felt like God responded back again and said, that's kind of the point. Because if I've learned anything over this journey of the, over the past three years, it's that for whatever reason, God doesn't seem to care how young we are or how unqualified we are when He invites us to say yes to His callings on our life. So I just got to that moment and felt like I either could say yes or I could say no and settle for a version of life that was less than what God had designed me for. And so I said yes, um, somewhat unwillingly and with a whole lot of fear. And so I just started to kind of gather some people together and we would meet in coffee shops and we would meet while we were walking and we would meet while we were rock climbing and we would meet while we were, you know, eating lunch and and we would talk, man, what would it look like if we could actually build something that would equip young people to discover what it looks like to live a life that matters. And it's what we were longing for. And we believed it was what our generation was longing for. And so, um, yeah, we started to meet and form. We met with as many leaders who would listen to our idea, our idea as possible. We would track down CEOs and pastors and business consultants and mentors and nonprofit experts, anybody who would give us a moment of their time. And, and we would cast this vision. We would share this idea And then before we were probably ready, we just started to create stuff. And um, looking back, I think that we are... Um, we are in existence today because we didn't wait for permission, but we just started building the things that we believed our generation was looking for. That's so good. So you didn't wait for permission. And at some point, though, you just kept probably pushing through the fear. How, how, how how Have you been able to continue to do that? Yes. I'm, um, I'm an individual who, um, I think has this weird relationship with fear. There are some moments when I 
love it. And there are some moments when I run away from it. I think risk is something I love, but I think um, risk that I'm not in control of, I don't love as much. And that's probably common to most humans, especially young people. I think we love this idea that we're risking big, we're, we're you know, putting it all on the table. Um, but as soon as we realize we really don't have control over how that risk turns out, it gets a lot more, a lot more scary. And so I think what I had to, to realize is that although God had given me this dream, at the end of the day, um, this was his dream for the world. This was his dream for the, our generation. And he was inviting me to be a part of it. And so really early on in my kind of journey of starting Generation Distinct, I kind of made a deal with God, which I just have to believe God laughs when we make try and make deals with him. But he's so kind. He, he engages with us anyway. And, and I kind of said, God, I'll say yes to this if you'll bring the people to make it happen. Because you know I'm not qualified. You know I don't have a business degree. You know I studied communications. Like, you know I need this. Um, I need people in my life who will help me. And he really came through. And so every time I felt like I encountered fear because there was something that I didn't know how to handle, something that was out of my control, something that was new and big and confusing, God would cause my path to cross with an individual. And sometimes that was because I literally would run into them at the grocery store in my neighborhood, or other times it was because I would have to take ownership and I would email a really high capacity leader who had no business knowing who I was, but because I I stepped out and I asked the question, they would take time to meet with me and and to consult me and to share um, wisdom with me. So I think in a lot of ways, the fear was overcome by surrounding myself with people who had gone before me. That's a great thing to, to be to be praying for and seeking is, is the right hmm. people. Uh, that, yes. That's fantastic. I also uh, forgot I was talking to a rock climber. So you're not really fearful of things <laughs> like most mere normal <laughs> like myself. So now, I, before we go any further, I would love for you to explain what Generation Distinct does to our listeners. Yes. Our listeners. Yes, absolutely. So like I said before, we believe that young people want to live lives that matter. And we just want to show them how. And so we really empower young adults to discover what we call the wrong they were born to make right, which we believe leads them to experience the fullness of who Jesus really is. And so we bring young people on this journey, and it's a four-step journey to own their potential, craft their passion, find their people, and live distinct. And we have an online tool that goes along with each one of those steps. And then we send you out and believe that you will create great amounts of impact, that you'll make wrong things right in the world, and that you'll truly live a life that matters. That's fantastic. And you've I love the fact that you've got processes for them Yes. steps for them. So this is this is very actionable. But you're really looking, one of the things we say at Launch University is, what is the problem you're trying to solve? Hmm. And it's it's not enough to have an idea. And and then and we, we try to coach folks to go, it's not enough to say, oh, I got a great idea, and then try to go searching for the problem. Right. First start with the problem. And then once, once you've defined the problem, then the solution will come. I love the right. fact that you're doing that with saying, hey, let's help you discover the wrong that you were designed to make right. Right, right. Yes, we really um, believe that there is this desire within so many individuals around the globe who are saying, man, I know there is this life that's out there that's possible for me to live, and I have a vision of it. I have a, a burden for it. I just don't know how to live it. 
And we believe we would see so much more justice unleashed, so much more hope realized, so much more love lived if we could just help people cross that divide from knowing there is a life of impact they could live to actually getting to live that life. And what we believe is that in the process of doing that, you actually get to know the person, the the being that created you with that desire. That as we discover, man, I have this passion for impact. We discover that's because we were created by a God who has gifted us with that burden, with that desire to make wrong things right in the world. So yeah, we we believe if we don't understand our problem, and that's something we talk about in our staff a lot, if if we are not burdened by um, the problem of our generation, then we'll never be compelled to get to take action, and, and it's convenient because our staff are young leaders. We're we're all you know in our twenties or thirties, and so we're living this every day, and it gives us really um, fresh perspective on uh, what young people are looking for today. Now, I'd like to in our remaining time. Uh, so we know we've heard about Generation Distinct, but now you've launched it. So tell us about the launch process, things you learned, and in any with any launch, there's hey, there's some really good things that that happen. Oh, you know, we could have done this a little bit better. So what have you learned in this process of launching it? Yes, so much, so much. I definitely am still on the journey, which um, I think is the beauty of leadership is that it's this never ending journey that we continue to discover more and more of, but also so important, I think, to look back. And I think as any leader would agree, it's hard to look back because we're constantly charging forward. We're constantly dreaming and looking towards the future. And so, um, as I look back, I definitely identify a few things that I would say, man, we did this really right. And then a few things that I would say, we could have done this a little bit better. Um, but one of the things that I often tell um, to other people when they ask me, man, how do I get something off the ground? How do I get started? Like I mentioned before, we really started creating content probably before we were qualified to. Um, And I think when I interact with a lot of young entrepreneurs or um, leaders, what they often will tell me is, hey, I have this great idea and here's my business plan. Or I'm working on a business plan and it's just taking a lot of time. But once I finish that, I'll get started. And they're stuck in the planning phase. And don't get me wrong. I believe planning is so important. We have done strategic planning. We have met with consultants. We've done the hard work for sure. But we didn't wait on the plan before we at least began. I mean, we started our website before we even really knew what we were going to be about. We um, launched our social media pages before we really knew what our vision was. And we created content before we had even a business plan. And as uh, when we first started, it was a team of three of us and there was two 20 year olds and a 19 year old. And so we, um, just had this idea that we believed would help us live lives that mattered. And so we just decided, let's just create it and see what happens. And that's exactly what we did. We had this idea for a 52-week video challenge series where every single Monday of an entire year, there would be a new, well-produced, well-shot video that would present a different challenge for a young person to take to live a life that mattered. And those were related to justice and self-development and um, growth and spiritual growth. And so every Monday of that first year of our existence, we had a 
tool. We had a an email go out with a beautiful video that that shared a challenge for our generation to take. And that meant days of video shoots. That meant recruiting 52 different volunteers, writing 52 different scripts, finding warehouses that people would let us use for free, stacking crates on each other and putting our camera on top because we didn't have fancy equipment. I mean, we just showed up exactly as we were and started to create something that we felt like would serve us and our audience well. And because of that, as we started to create, as we started to build and we started to get feedback, we better understood our own vision. And so I think what something that we did really right is we got started and in the process of doing, we clarified our vision. And I think sometimes it's hard to know what our vision is before we actually get started. And so I'm really grateful that we um, got started even maybe before we were qualified to. That's such a great um, statement. I just want to pause there because, um, yeah. and basically what you're saying is, you know, you want to start out, we got this great vision, but as you work toward it, the vision kind of, kind of crystallizes even more. Would that be Absolutely. Accurate? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And you understand what works and what doesn't work and what connects with your audience and what doesn't connect. And I think if it always stays as an idea or a business plan, it's impossible to fully test it because the, the reality is, is that you're giving these tools to human beings, not prototypes. And so if you want to understand what's going to affect human beings, you've got to actually give your content to real human beings. Right. And I feel like sometimes launchers feel bad. They want to apologize. They go, oh, you know, it's changing. And I'm like, no, that, right. that's actually part of how this works. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So we learned a lot through that process. Um, and then interestingly enough, we kind of had another experience with Vision about a year ago where I was sitting in a staff meeting one day and I was asking my staff um, about their experience at a recent event that we had held to kind of share the vision of Generation Distinct. And they were telling me how a lot of people had come up to them and said, can you describe to me what the Generation Distinct vision is? And what they said to their friends or the people that were coming up to them, they said, go talk to Hannah. And in that moment at that staff meeting, my heart broke probably into a million pieces because <laughs> I knew as a leader that there was a um, a chain, like there was a, a missing link in the chain. Yeah. Because I knew if my if our vision was not compelling enough for my own staff to grasp, it would never be compelling enough for our um, audience to grasp and to want to share. And so we went. Um, and we really buckled down in our vision last year and really, really said, okay, we need to create a vision that is so compelling that you could say it in just three sentences, that you could hook someone in, you could make them feel known, and you could give them a clear step towards their own transformation. And that's what really, really did. We really uh, clarified, okay, everything we do, um, it's not random. It's actually to help young people live lives that matter. And so when we're talking to young people, they say, what do we, what do you do as Generation Distinct? We're able to say, hey, we know you. You want to live a life that matters. And what we want to do is we want to help you, help you to just do that. And um, that simple change of how we've crafted our vision, how we've changed the language around it um, has been so important. And we've seen such dramatic difference in our growth now that our staff and our audience better understand how to communicate that vision. That's great because one of the things we talk about at Launch University is your vision has to be portable. Vision is kind of like a bucket of water, and right. if it's if it's full, then the water is going to spill out. The vision is going to spill out. So the less water, the more portable it can be. So the less words, yes. the more portable it, it can be. So that's exactly what you've done. 
Yes. That's great. Now, can I transition a little bit to talking about your generation? Absolutely. uh, Because I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't do that because you have some really old people like me listening to this, Hannah. (laughs) And I know that sometimes like, okay, how do I lead uh, millennials? How do I lead the next generation? I mean, what, Hmm. what, what, are there any tools or tips or, or, you know, anything you would say to the older generation that's listening? Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, I was speaking with a um, a young adult pastor recently, and he was sharing with me the struggles of being a young adult pastor, that so often it can feel like young adult ministry is a code that can't be cracked. And I think there are a lot of organizations and ministries that are doing it really well. Um, but what I think our world is actually beginning to realize is that At the end of the day, young people especially do not want to be given a program to participate in. They want to be given a mission to join. And the ministries and organizations and companies that are best unleashing the power of young leaders in our world are the ones that are saying, We want you to go out and change the world. We want you to take big risks. We want you to be um, agents of change and unity and love in our world. And we simply want to support you in that journey. Um, I think the days of young people simply gathering together and talking about things have really um, become something of the past. I actually believe that it is a beautiful thing that young leaders so desire to take what they're learning, to take what they're experiencing, whether that's about Jesus or that's um, about a cause, and they want to do something about it. So I believe if you're a business leader, if you are a church leader, um, if you're a nonprofit leader, if you want to engage young people in your mission, then do not give them um, a program to be a part of, but give them a mission to join. That's great. And so, mm-hmm. and, and, and also I think part of that too is, is modeling that yourself. Do you have something worth joining? And if you don't have, mm, yes. if you don't have worth something worth joining, then, you know, sticking around for five to 10 years probably is not going to, not going to happen. Right. And young people are very um, in tune with that. We so long for authenticity. We so long for vulnerability. And I think more than ever, we're very um, skeptical of a leader's authenticity. And we are no longer really impressed by big, flashy, impressive. We want real, honest, raw authentic. And so when a leader chooses to be authentic and says, come with me, I'm not perfect, but let's be on mission together. I think that's the most compelling way to invite young people to be a part of your mission. That's great. Now, one of the things before I let you go, I would love for talk about is just, you know, how you're leveraging social media. How are you getting the word out about Generation Distinct? And, uh, you know, with the podcast, you've already had a lot of great guests like Levi Lesko and Sam Collier. And so what, what would, what would that, you know, first of all, social media, then how are you getting the word out? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, So we have an awesome uh, creative director in our team who runs kind of our social media and marketing. And um, really their their strategy and their vision is simply to give people a place to be inspired, informed, and equipped. And so um, we believe that social media is um, not just something that we do because every other company does it, but we do it because we have actually seen people be transformed through it. That social media, if not leveraged, is simply a missed opportunity for transformation. 
If we are not leveraging a free tool that is in the hands of our audience, we are missing the opportunity to bring transformation to someone's life. And so I think to be um, a voice on social media is is really important. And I I think... you can't expect to do every part of social media well. I think there are some new launches that try and do everything all at the same time. What I really value about my creative director is she said, Hannah, these are the things I'm going to focus on and I'm going to do them really, really well. And one of our staff values is um, go for great. And so she has said, Hannah, I am going to go for great in these realms of social media. And at some point we might expand, but not until I'm really great at this specific social media. And so I think greatness in one area is better than mediocrity in many areas. And so uh, we try and keep our branding really consistent across all of our social media and and marketing and website. We have a graphic designer who helps us make sure that is tied um, all together across the platforms and and just inviting people to be involved. Uh, we have just launched a beta test for one of our big projects. And instead of just asking um, a few people in our area, we really wanted to have a diverse perspective on uh, what this project uh, is really like and if it's effective. And so we just put it out on our social media and said, hey, is there anybody who wants to test this program? And it was so cool to see the excitement that young people had as they said, yes, this I would love to be a part of it in that way. Um, and so again, social media is just such a great tool to engage people um, who might never have heard of you, who might be totally out of your reach in what you're doing and, and to really diversify your perspective. All great, great advice. And I, I love the fact it's really freeing to say, hey, just just be great in one area or one on one platform than trying to do, you know, all the Snapchat, everything. And, and right. just, hey, let's focus on one. And if you get that right. one great, then you can move on. That's true, not just right. social media. That's just true in product development and, and all of that. Exactly. That's fantastic. Yes. Well, yes. Hannah, how can, for those uh, folks that want to have more information about Generation Distinct and to be able to follow you, to tell us how they can stay connected to you. Yeah, absolutely. You can find all that you need to find at generationdistinct.com where you can Join our four-step journey. You can start with step one, which is the Own Your Potential video series. And that is a 12-session video series that introduces you to 12 of the most prevalent injustices in our world today. And we have interviews from people around the country who are in the midst of those injustices or have been affected by those injustices. And we really take a deep dive into what is the reality of our world today and what does that mean for you? And then uh, step two of our four-step journey launches in June. Like I said before, it's in beta testing, so you can uh, register for that uh, in May. Step three launches later on this year. So there's a lot of exciting things happening. Our our podcast just launched, as you mentioned. That has been super fun to be sharing that, to uh, see the amazing guests um, that have been a part of it. Jeff, we're excited for your podcast to drop soon. And um, that has been a really, really awesome experience. You can find that on the Apple podcast app. And then social media, we're at Generation Distinct, personally at Hannah Gronowski, hannahgronowski.com, you know, all, all the things. All the things. So much to choose from. <laughs> well, first of all, just thanks for saying yes. And hmm. when, when, when God placed that on your heart, and you know what you're doing is 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 hard work, but it's worthwhile. I tell our team we didn't sign up for easy; we signed up for worthwhile. Yes, uh, yes. So, Hannah, we'll be cheering you on. Thank you so much for your time, and go change the world. Thank you, thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for listening to the Launch University podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go getter to difference maker. 
Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.